Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Girl Covering Podcast. My name is Kelly, and I am so excited today to be joined by Lauren Felter. She is a university professor and a motivational speaker, and she is here today to talk about her experience with becoming more authentic and breaking free of what might be holding you back. So, Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. So first, that the listeners can get to know you a bit better, can you tell me a bit about yourself and your story with mental health? Yes. So I am, um, you know, a professional speaker and I run an Instagram account that's all about self-betterment and kind of what led me here were a lot of things that I never considered along my journey. so I'm kind of one of those people that I'm a, I'm a list person and a task person, and I'm very goal oriented. So I believed as a young person that if I did, you know, this, this, and this, that I would be happy that, you know, checking these specific boxes would automatically lead to like this feeling of success and happily ever after. And so, you know, college, career, house, relationship, like did all the things. And then around age 26 was just like in this horrible, terrible place um, where I felt lost and stuck. And like I had, you know, no idea what I was doing with my life, that all these decisions that I made had led me to a place where I kind of felt like betrayed by myself in a way. And so I initially started going to therapy um, because of like a very singular issue. And that was, you know, my, the guy that I was dating at the time, we were like a year and a half into what would eventually be a three-year relationship, but we were just like not um, connecting physically. Like I had no desire to you know, be intimate and such. And went to a therapist for like four to six months and like, didn't really see any progress and kind of looking back on that experience. It's really interesting because like, she never asked me any questions about like work or other parts of my life. Like we only focused on the issue that I came in there with and what I've since learned from therapy and going to other therapists since then is that like every little part of your life is so incredibly interconnected. And so even if you think that like, oh, I'm only dealing with a self-esteem issue, like you have no idea how much that's connected to, you know, like probably rooted in something from your childhood and connected to stuff with your family and it affects how you perform at work or in school. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I would say that like, I'm really grateful that I ever even went to therapy because I, like many people kind of had the idea that, you know, oh, you only go to therapy if like you're getting divorced or someone dies or you have PTSD and like, it's okay to go just because like, I'm unhappy and I don't know what I'm doing. I need someone to talk to, you know, like it's okay to go for just a simple thing. 
I, I relate to a lot of the things you said, especially about therapy. I know going to it really helped me and I didn't go through anything traumatic. And there is a very big common misconception about it. But I'm interested to know because you really had this journey of becoming more authentic to who you are and really going through the hurdles of feeling almost trapped and getting out of that. So what do you think was the catalyst for changing your mindset to feeling more authentic? Um, so, I mean, this is like super cliche, but I think, you know, when you're just kind of like chugging along in life, like you don't realize how maybe like unhappy you are or how like content in the mundane you are until you hit rock bottom. So for me, like it really took like going through two breakups back to back and quitting my job all within, you know, a few months time, um, in order to kind of shake me up a bit and recenter myself and, you know, kind of just connect with like who I really am. Um, and something that was also really important to me. So I don't know how into Enneagram you are, but, um, I'm a three wing four, which basically means that, so the three is like, I, need people to see me as successful. Um, but then a four is like, I'm an individualist. And so like when I was kind of making all these decisions to like quit my job and then I quit another job and sell my house and move and do all these things, like I needed other people who I respected and I cared about to almost like tell me that it was okay. Um, and I remember like having a conversation with a guy that I used to work with who put in a good word for me for like the job that I had currently, but I had only been there for four months and I wanted to quit. And I called him and I was just like, I feel like I'm letting you down because you, you know, stuck out your neck for me. And he was like, it doesn't matter. Like he was like, you need to do what makes you happy. You need to do what's right for you. And so it was almost like kind of getting that reassurance and that external validation was like something that I really needed um, for me. Yeah, definitely. And even through that story, I, I honestly relate to a lot of it is feeling that need for validation and when things just don't even matter. And you talked about a lot of difficult decisions you had to go through with the breakups and changing your job. So how did you overcome these difficult decisions to become more authentic to who you are? Yeah. So something that I talk about a lot is that the comfortable thing is always the easy thing. And so whenever I find myself like at a crossroads and I really have to assess like, you know, what decision am I making? And am I making that decision just because it's, it's comfortable or am I truly going with the right thing that I need to be doing? Um, because difficulty is growth. Like you will not grow if you just let life make its decisions for you and kind of float down the river, so to speak. But you will grow when you need to, you know, make these difficult decisions and decide like, I don't want to be stuck or I don't want to do what everyone else is doing, or I no longer want to do this thing that I said I wanted to do. Um, I think that's, you know, when you really hone in on your authenticity. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it can be really difficult for some people to do that. And I know for me, it takes me a long time to kind of muster up that courage in order to do these things. So what advice do you have for people struggling to do the same thing and making decisions for themselves? So I think that everyone ultimately knows in their gut what is right for them. Um, and one of my favorite therapists that I follow on Instagram that I would recommend, um, her name is Nidra, N-E-D-R-A, um, Tawab. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's like T-A-W-W-A-B. Um, and she just posted an IGTV the other day about like, you know, kind of that gut feeling and going with your gut. And it was super insightful because I'm always someone that, like the three-year relationship that I was in, we broke up like two years in and then like got right back together. And then like, when I look back on that, I'm like, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't have like the courage to stick with it. Like I knew that, that like I wanted to break up with him, but I got back together because it was easy and it was comfortable and I was used to the companionship, but like deep down, I knew that we weren't right for each other and I knew that we shouldn't have been together. And so, yeah, like, I think when you're struggling with something, like, you know, what is right in your gut. And like, sometimes you just have to take that leap. Definitely. And I've been someone who struggles to take that lead. And I think a lot of young people face the same thing because when you're young, there isn't a lot of certainty in your life and there is a lot of fear. And more importantly, there are a lot of, I guess, responsibilities put on you or expectations put on you. So what are your best tips for young individuals like myself to break free of maybe these responsibilities put on them or these titles put on them or something that's holding them back? Totally. So um, one of the things I didn't mention is that I also teach at a university. So I interact with you know, young people regularly through that job. And so I get asked this question a lot. And three things that I think that are so important for all young people. First is learning to have difficult conversations. This is not something that you're taught in school. And frankly, like it's not necessarily something that you're taught in the workplace. It's a skill that you develop over time because you choose to. And so when you can sit down with someone and say, Hey, this is what happened. I want to discuss it. Like it doesn't have to be super contentious. It doesn't have to be drama or whatever, but if you can articulate to someone, you know, something in a difficult setting, like that you need to communicate to them. I think that is an incredible, incredibly beneficial skill to develop, um, over time. The next thing is nurturing relationships with people who support you. Um, And so, you know, when I look back, like I'm almost 30. And so when I look back at friendships that I've had from high school to college to right after college, you know, like a lot of friends were, oh, they're fun. And, you know, I like to party with them and whatever, but the friends that you want by you for the long haul are the ones who will support you no matter what. So like not the friends that are always telling you what to do, even when you don't ask or the friends that like you have to beg to spend time with them, like choose 
to foster the relationships with the ones who are there by your side, no matter what, that they have your back and that they will support you when you're going through those difficult transitions. And then the last thing is just being your own advocate. I think a lot of times we're too prideful to ask for help and no one cares about you as much as you do. So if you need something, you just have to say it. Um, and I tell my students that all the time, like if you, you know, didn't do your assignment or you didn't do what you were supposed to do, like tell me early and we can work together. But if you wait forever, like it might be too late and you might be in a position where like, frankly, you could fail the class. Um, so just don't be too afraid to speak up and say like, I need help. Absolutely. And that's amazing advice. I think each one of the three things you mentioned, young people, even myself need to hear and things that I've been learning, transitioning from a young adult into a older adult is really learning those key skills. And I think that every student or young adult should really learn to do that. But one thing that I often find pretty difficult to do is ignore or not give energy to opinions put on me or things people say about me. So how do you personally, or maybe some advice you have, ignore people or opinions that may be weighing you down? Yeah. Um, so another recommendation that I have, um, a book that my therapist recommended to me that's called The Dance of Anger. And frankly, I was like kind of insulted when she recommended <laughs> it to me because I was like, um, anger, like what's it was like this Andy Bernard moment. Um, but one of the things in the book that they talk about is that like everyone else's life is better when you stay the same. And so basically like you changing is a threat to others. So if someone else is just like chugging along in life and they are not really thinking about it, and then you go off and you do this like big, brave, bold thing because you want to live better. Like that's a threat to the person who's just chugging along because if they really think about it, they have to look at what you're doing and then say like, oh, I could never do that thing. Like I don't have the guts to do that thing or, you know, whatever. And so I think it's more just like understanding that that's how it is because like those like yakety yaks and, you know, family members who don't support you or understand you, like they're always going to be there. So I think it's like, if you can just have a better understanding of like why they are that way. And like, it's not that they hate you or that, you know, it, it's not necessarily with a malicious intent. It's just that like what you're doing is a threat to the way that they live. For sure. And I'm definitely someone that always thinks like if someone's angry at me, I'm doing something wrong, but it's not always personal. And I think a lot of us forget that sometimes. For sure. So a lot of people do struggle with this and some people take it too far and can get really boggled down by this and maybe have anxiety over it. So what do you suggest are healthy coping mechanisms for people with similar issues or maybe someone still struggling to find their footing when it comes to living authentically and ignoring these opinions we just talked about? Yeah. Um, so something I think is really important is that like we were brought up in a way that we were regularly shamed or meant to feel guilty for things that we did. And like, 
I don't have kids. I don't know when or if I will have kids, but like, I don't believe that shaming a child is a productive thing. And like, I was literally in the car the other day, just thinking about this, that I remember I was a kid. I had like the wildest imagination. And instead of saying like, oh, I had this idea about this thing. Like I would just talk about things that I thought of as like fact. And I remember one time, like my sixth grade teacher kind of like caught me in, you know, a lie and basically said like, well, now I know that you're a liar and I will never believe anything that you say. And like, it was just like super harsh and like super shameful. And I don't think that that's a way to respond to a child who, you know what I mean? Like children Mm -hmm. are not innately good or bad. Like they're just kind of like figuring the world out and like, they just need to be shaped, molded and like guided in the right direction. And so I think like when you're thinking about yourself, like, are you shaming and guilting yourself for things instead of just kind of like guiding yourself in a better direction? Um, because shame and guilt are not going to get you where you need to go. So instead, like you need to be kind to yourself, be forgiving to yourself. And like, remember that, you know, every day is a new day and like, you're just continuing to make progress. Yeah, absolutely. And that's amazing advice. And I think people are so hard on themselves, especially younger people. And it's really important for them to kind of relax a bit and take things day by day instead of always trying to plan for the future and getting too caught up in, in little things that trust them out. Yes. <laughs> so to close off this episode, do you have any closing remarks or final advice that you want to share with my audience? So um, final advice would just be like, don't be afraid to go to therapy. Like I know that it's not accessible for everyone. Um, like it is a great, financial investment. But if you are in college, there are likely mental health services available to you at no cost or at low cost. And even if it's something that you can budget for once a month, like I think that it's just such an important investment in yourself to make. And, you know, I grew up in a family that I was the youngest. I was the only girl I'm also the only granddaughter on both sides of my family. So it was literally like brothers and male cousins galore. And the mindset was just, you know, like, don't be a drama queen, suck it up and get over it. But if you're not happy with something in your life or you're struggling or like whatever, it's okay to go to therapy and it's okay to feel like you want to work on yourself. Like that's okay. And you have permission to do that. Um, and you want to make sure that you're finding someone that like you respect and that you vibe with and don't just, you know, like if you go to therapy once and you don't really like it, like try someone else, go to a different person. I went to a therapist for four months and then ended up going to a different one for two years. And then I moved and now I'm going to a new one. Like, you know, you'll, you'll kind of continue to have to like flex and move in that way. But I just think that therapy is so incredibly beneficial um, and it is like completely changed my life. That's amazing advice. And I always have people DMing me or asking me 
should I go to therapy? I'm struggling with finding a therapist. And I think that's incredible advice, especially for people in university or college to know that there are services. And even just that once a month, it can make such a big difference. Yeah. And I mean, this is like a tip that I give. So if you're using um, like, you know, an online platform or something like that, you know, they have different filters that you can go through. Like, do you want someone that's faith-based or not? Do you want some that someone that's like LGBTQ friendly or they specialize in anxiety issues or, you know, whatever that is. And like, you know, you can just kind of go through and like, look at their picture and see like, is this someone that I could, you know, sit down and talk to and can, can they relate to me and can I relate to them? Yeah, definitely. So you've shared a lot of incredible advice. I know some that I'm even going to take away from this chat, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are very interested in hearing more about it. So where can my listeners find and connect with you? Yes. So the best place is my Instagram. Um, I run an account called Felter Unfiltered. Um, And if you are listening to this before February 7th, you want to check out my Galentine's Day merchandise that you can buy for yourself or for a gal who you love. Um, And it's only available until February 7th. Um, And it's super cute. I'd love for you to check it out. Super cool. That's awesome. I'll definitely have to give it a look too. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the podcast. I'm so glad you came on today and loved hearing your conversation. Yes, it was so great. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so, so much to Lauren for speaking on today's podcast. Her advice was amazing and I hope you are able to take away something from that. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to follow along with my journey more, make sure to check me out on Instagram at thegirlrecovering. And with that said, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.